The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to the copy chief, Kevin Rogers, about the 60-second hero's journey. Now, before we get into this, we've put together something really cool for you, something completely free. It's cool and it's free because we know you want to make more sales from your email marketing. That's why you're here. That's why you listen to this show. But you can't make sales if no one is clicking on the links in your emails. It's so freaking important. That's why we've put together a new resource full of 12 creative ways to get more clicks from every email you send in a brand new download we're calling Click Tricks. It's yours totally free as a listener of this podcast today. All you have to do is head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks you can grab it there his spotify playlists are a big mix of musical theater and country music i call him calamity jane but you can call him a comedy hypnotist robert temple and he wants to invent something better than a coat hanger it's psychological mind reader kennedy i've got so many questions for you all right, uh, go for it. <laughs> um, musical theatre, I get it. Country music, isn't that the same one song? No, they, they all sound the same. But they yeah, are exactly, that's the end of the point, that's it. I've got a joke I want to make, but I can't make it. Not on public. Off. Oh, thanks for telling everybody about that. <laughs> Thousands of people around the world going, what a dick. When you say better than a coat hanger, you mean for hanging coats and shirts and stuff, or for something else? I do, but I fucking hate coat hangers. Like, I hate them. Like, you try and get a thing, your jacket out of the wardrobe, and it, like, jams on it, or you're picking them up, and they're just a... There's got to be a better way, people. There's got to be a better way. If we just bring back creases into fashion, that solves the whole problem. I think that's what you've been doing for the last 10 years, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who love giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero in your business. That basically means you make more sales, more predictably, in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Nobody gives a shit, mate. They're just here to hear from Kevin. So let's move on, move on. <laughs> if you haven't already, maybe Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. We've got a brand new episode of the show every single week. So, Rob, we've got Kevin Rogers, the copy chief, in the wings. Uh, but before I uh, take the tape off his mouth, these are three different statements. One of them is true about Kevin. Two of them absolutely are not true. Did Kevin see the Rolling Stones perform in a little intimate concert gig with just 500 other people? Did he fall off a five-foot ledge during a trust exercise with his wife? Or has he got a collection of bugle-related T-shirts because he can play the bugle? Oh, there aren't enough bugle-playing copywriters in the world. Um, <laughs> I Is Kevin the only one? I think that it's the first one. Did Okay, Kevin, did you see the Rolling Stones perform at a concert for with 500 other people? In fact, did. Whoa! You win, Rob. Get Rob. it. Congratulations. Rob, you've got it right. I, I, I actually can't believe it. <laughs> Honestly. I'm getting better at this. I'm, get, I'm getting better at this. 
you are getting better at this. So definitely less shit. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Ben. Great to see you both. Yeah, good to see you again. So uh, one of the things that a lot of people do when they're when they're writing and putting together email sequences and campaigns and stuff is they talk about t- sharing your origin story, like where did you come from and all that sort of stuff. Um, do you think it's really still that important to share where you came from? Like, does anybody actually care? Yeah, I think they care way more than we think. And we think they don't because we've heard this story a million times and we begin to think it's irrelevant. You know, I always think one of the, one of the most famous hooks in copywriting, John Carlton's, you know, one-legged golfer. If you know that ad, everybody <laughs> yes, knows that yes. ad. And John was 45 minutes into interviewing the guy who invented the golf swing. And he goes, ah, you know, it's, well, he's like, well, how'd you come up with it? And he goes, ah, you know, everybody knows the story. We're out on the golf course and the, and the threesome ahead of us, there was a guy with one leg. And he shot this amazing, like 300 foot drive. And John's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Did you say a guy <laughs> with one leg? And so, you know, no matter how interesting a story is, we can easily think that it's not interesting to other people because our spouses and our friends have all heard it. And they just kind of roll their eyes when we start telling it. And so, yes, we need to tell our origin stories and we need to go deep on them and even find different angles and different places to use different parts of them. I think one of the other fears that people have is we've been told over and over and over again that all copy, all marketing, every every word that you utter has to be about the subscriber or about the customer mm-hmm, and right not about it. you. And therefore everything has to be about them. So obviously I guess we've got to like strike this balance somewhere yeah. between sure t- t- telling your story as say a one-legged golfer whatever your story is uh, but also making it relevant and interesting to them right 100 percent. people get caught up in this you versus i thing and there's even you know software that will check to make sure you didn't use i too much in your copy i, I think that's kind of ridiculous i think if you have an instinct when you're copywriting that you are having a two-way conversation but you're only getting to hold one side of it but you can picture your your, your reader nodding along or, or kind of imagine the thoughts they'll have. A lot of those thoughts will be about themselves. And if you're, you know, sharing things that are relatable, uh, people will inject themselves into the story. And so, yes, you, you, you do want to use a lot of you and, and make it of course, always be thinking of them, but there's plenty of ways to do that by telling your own story and, and not have them think you're just an egocentric <laughs> jerk off who doesn't think of anyone else it, it, it won't come off that way if done right i guess that kind of explains like if you're watching like some famous tv show like friends people laugh because they imagine themselves in that ridiculous situation the the, the, the cast of friends don't need to say now imagine it was you yeah you <laughs> imagine it was can you imagine if Joey turns around and go you think it's bad you know that's, that makes no sense but we only laugh or, or in a really in a really uh, scary movie we're afraid because 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 that person's in a in a place right. of fear or we're sad when we're watching the green mile because we're imagining it's our little mouse or whatever it is right <laughs> or that we're walking to the chair yeah no i it, it's actually a perfect example with friends because it's to, it's that way to the point where people will say which friend they are and have a whole di- yes. I've had a whole dinner conversations about who who is what friend at the table, you know, I'm a Ross, I'm a, I'm a whatever. And so, um, yeah, I, I, that's a great example. And it's a hundred percent true. Uh, we, we live vicariously. That's what, it's what we do. That's what the story is about. It's what teaches us to, to, you know, want to create and share our own stories. It's really, it's the heartbeat of every communication. 
So what's the what if anybody is not including their origin story in any of their marketing right now? What are the cliff notes of what an origin story really is? What's in there? Here's what I break it down to, especially in marketing, is we need to make it relevant to the problem we want to help them solve. Right. right. For selling a product, it's there to make their life better in some way. In marketing, it's usually to um, solve a problem that they may or may not feel is urgent right now. And part of it is to ramp up the urgency. And so to, to share our origin story and, you know, you can qualify yourself and bond with your best prospects and also turn away people who might not be a good fit, who, who don't, especially, you know, with, with paid media, you know, you don't want clicks from people who are never going to buy your stuff. And so again, a, a well done short, what I call the 60 second hero's journey um, will do all those things in, in a minute or less. I love it. I, I love that. And so it's it's a literally, I love that idea that it shouldn't just be about you. It has to be your origin story as it exactly relates to the problem that you're currently solving. Because you, you might think, well, I've got multiple businesses. I've got multiple hats that I wear. Many of us do that. You think, well, I've only got this one origin story. That's true. But which bits you highlight and which bits you pull on and really, and really right. hone in on as it applies to that particular market. And I know because you've got a background as a stand-up comedian, you almost like have this this joke formula method of, of actually sharing this origin story, don't you? I do, yeah. I call it the 60-second sales hook. And I took it from a, from a joke formula, like you said, and I realized, you know, when it came to solving this problem of what story do I tell, how do I tell it, I thought, that's the same task that a comedian has, especially when they come out in the highest stakes moment you can have as a stand-up comedian, which is a national television spot, right? You have five minutes and you have to establish your persona in the first joke. It's, it's huh. what's going to set up the rest of your set and make you relatable and memorable because here's what a lot of people don't know when they see a stand-up comedian, you guys know this, when they get a, a shot like that on a big TV show, they're not just trying to you know, pack clubs by having a good set. They're trying to get like a development deal. They're trying to get a TV show you know, th and, and many have, you know, famously uh, Ray Romano, uh, everybody loves Raymond is because he had such an amazing set on Letterman. Letterman loved him and invited him back within like two more appearances. They had signed a development deal and they produced that show together and made millions and millions of dollars. Right. And so if you can establish persona, and I thought, okay, well, I've sat in the back of countless comedy clubs, watched countless comics go up and do this. What is the formula? You know, what do they, what do the best ones do immediately to establish their persona? And so then I began to kind of break it down. What are, what are the elements? And I realized there's a formula to it. And then I realized if you change only the last part of that, of that formula, it becomes much more relevant to marketing because we're not trying to get a laugh. We're trying to help people realize that they can trust us to help them solve the problem. I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to dig into this more. So let's talk through it. Okay, good. <laughs> so let's talk to it. Okay. So the formula in comedy uh, is uh, identity. Got to know who you are. Struggle. What's the problem? Uh, discovery. What's, what's an element you didn't expect. And then, uh, surprise in comedy. You want that surprise. 
So one of my favorite opening jokes on a national TV spot is a comedian named Karen Ronkowski. Um, She's very funny. And and her joke was she walked out and she said, uh, my kids were so bad in Walmart today that I pulled a fly swatter off the shelf and I smacked them with it. And as soon as the fly swatter hit their ass, I realized I don't have kids. It's a great First joke. All, right? It's a great joke. It's and, a great joke. And, and it's just so her if you if you see the clip and you realize, okay, well, what just happened, right? I mean, what's that? 15 seconds, right? Here's the yeah. person we never met before who walks up before us. And how much did she just tell us about herself? Okay. She's annoyed with children, as we all are. Uh, you know, and she she's willing to admit that she's beat her kids. The discovery is the that's the struggle. The discovery is the fly fly swatter, and then the result is the surprise is these aren't even my kids. <laughs> Just randomly beating yeah, children, yeah. And, and you know a lot about her identity as well because she's mentioned the specifics of Walmart. So she's definitely yeah. said like she's not saying, "Hey, I was at this boutique kind of store." Right, like, you're getting a lot of information. She's doing her own shopping. She was running around. She's very much the the mum identifying with the mums in the audience. 100%. So much there. Everybody immediately, I mean, within seconds, takes everybody into a moment they can all relate to, whether they're the parent of it or somebody walking by the situation, you're equally, almost equally as annoyed. As annoyed. And so... And, and there's, something really, there's something really interesting here as a little additional copy lesson, and maybe we'll get into it even more later, is specificity is so important. Like the specificity of the Walmart piece brings the piece to life because we imagine what that store is like. Where And and it's the same in any piece of copy. Like you don't say, hey, I was watching a movie last night and blah, blah, blah in that email. Instead you say, hey, I was watching Sing It Too, whatever the hell that terrible film is. Um, uh, I was watching that last night and blah, blah, blah. Is is it Sing It? Is that what it's called? You got a lot of nerve making fun of Rob's uh, playlist. That's all I have to say. If, that, if that's your Netflix list. Um, but that specificity is the thing that really drives the story and makes it three-dimensional. Okay, awesome. So yeah. that's how it works in comedy. Now we're going to apply that to marketing. Yeah. So in marketing, uh, obviously, you know, we, we're not trying to get a laugh. It's nice if we can, but that's not the goal. The goal is to build trust. And so we want to change that last part from surprise to result. What is the result? I've gotten or I've helped other people get through this discovery. So it's identity, struggle, discovery, result. And so it, and these are fun. Once you know the formula, you could sit and you guys are creatives, you're performers. You could sit and write these all day. Like you can ask somebody those four questions and write a story on the spot. And so, so mine, I don't even have it in front of me, but just off the top of my head, I'd say I'm Kevin Rogers, a former standup comedian turned copywriter. And for years, I struggled with um, how to share my story in a way that was relevant to people. Then I discovered how I could take a joke formula and change just the last part to turn it into a hook formula. And I've since grown my business by 50% or or something like that, right? That would be the result. And then of course you want to call to action in marketing. And I say to, to, to see this joke formula, turn marketing formula for yourself, um, you you know, click the link below and, and I'll give you my free book. Right. And so that that's really quick. And, and then, so I want to point out what's so cool about this is when you, first of all, when you 
start thinking of this for me to start to realize you see it everywhere. You see it in TV commercials. I remember uh, Jessica, I have one broken down where it's Jessica Simpson, the pop star, and she was hired by Weight Watchers, paid $4 million by Weight Watchers to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to start Weight Watchers and let's see if I lose weight, go on this journey with me. Really cool because they used the, the, the result as a cliffhanger, right? It was a really interesting campaign. She turned around and got pregnant like, a month later <laughs> and then so the campaign was ruined because obviously shouldn't be losing weight when you're pregnant but um it was yeah so when i i started noticing like when the stakes are highest this is the formula people go to because it's so it's so proven um another one i i use is uh if i was in a completely different market say i'm in like health right health is like eh, let's not joke around with health too much um so i have an, another story where i uh i I, I died once. I, I, had a, I had a heart infection and it almost killed me. I had, I had open heart surgery. They replaced my valve. It's amazing. I got to live. Um, and, and so I tell that story. I would say, you know, I'm Kevin Rogers. Uh, I, I, I um, you know, I, I probably there being a comedian is irrelevant. So I'd say I'm a father of father, a husband and a father or two from St. Petersburg, Florida. And a few years ago, I developed, um, you know, a, a blood infection that, caused me to have my heart valve replaced. And I say, you know, the discovery that the surgeons saved my life, but the, the medicine they prescribed was killing me all over again. I had no energy. I had blah, 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 blah. And until I discovered a, a way I could naturally fix those same problems without blah, 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 prescription medication. Right. So you just say, okay, it's just a really simple thing and you can do so much with it. And so it's uh, very relevant and very fun to do. What's nice is the is the specificity of that identity bit allows you to really tap into the stuff that's just underlying subconsciously relevant to them. So like the standard comedian turned copywriter thing is interesting to the marketing crowd. And it's, it's amazing to see somebody take a skill they see as so difficult and is so difficult and, and that you mastered ages ago and apply that into copywriting and stuff. But obviously when you're now talking about health and survival and stuff to be able to just instantly drop without ever saying any of the, right. any of the more obvious stuff, just by dropping this idea of father of however many, and you know, blah, 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 that has so many connotations down the line for seeing my kids grow up and get married, you know, being, having the energy to run around and play with my grandkids one day, like right. that stuff is so baked into the one line of the identity and that's a really really crucial piece i think and i think the way you apply this is look at the bit of copy you're writing and go ask yourself where was that when was that who was that ask those questions like i was out with my girlfriend no give her a name or uh or i was watching a concert who was i watching where was i like asking those who where when questions right. allows us to get into that and, and to bring that out so i'm gonna ask you a, a where question now uh, kevin if that's right mm -hmm. and that is where in our marketing and when in our marketing does this origin story fit? Because it sounds like naturally it's at the beginning of some kind of welcome sequence yep. or at the beginning of a sales letter. Is that the, is that the best place to use it? Is it yeah. not? Is it better places? No, I think that is the best place to use it, to invite somebody into your world, usually with a free download, a lead magnet offer. Um, and then um, I've seen it used very, because you know the other great thing is you want congruency, right? People are always afraid, like, oh, I just said that on the other page. I don't want to say it again. No, you do, because they just met you, and they want to make sure you didn't just make something up to get a click. They want to know they're in the right place. And so we had one woman who uh, used it in her pitch to get a free download. Then on the thank you page, there was a short video where she told the story. 
uh, and added some new details. And then at the beginning of her sales letter, again, it said, hi, I'm Wardy. And, you know, so you can tweak it slightly. As you pointed out, um, Kennedy, you can go into make it longer, go into way more details, add in other things that are relevant to the sale along the way. It's a, it's a really useful framework, but I, I think that is the best use for it is like, if you have 60 seconds or less to co come on a video and tell somebody who you are and why they should care and why they should want what you have, it's really powerful. I quite like the idea of using this to like grab their attention in the first place, either on an ad or on the landing page or whatever. But then as you just said, tell the story, because you don't really have time to tell the whole story in that. That's just right. like a quick summary to grab their attention and hook them in. Like if you can then unpack the story as part of a VSL later on the thank you page or something like that, then I think that's a, that's a really, really amazing thing. This is awesome. I, I, I want to go and I want to go and write a bunch of these already. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is it, it's so good. To, so uh, yeah, I love that specificity. I'm gonna be I'm like, a, "Hi, my name is Rob. I'm a Norwegian polar bear hunter." Oh, the stories have to be true, right? <laughs> no, make them <laughs> up. Make them up. That's <laughs> what the most successful people do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. That means such a good formula. That I think we can all use in that welcome sequence. And I love that bridge of like, you sort of tell the hook of the story, maybe on the opt-in page or in the, in the ad. And then you add more details to it later. Actually, the thing I didn't tell you about when I was stranded in Norway, being chased by Rob, the polar bear, um, was that this thing happened. So you kind of even build the story up and so they feel like they're going somewhere with you and that that yes. relationship is deepening. So um, there's, there's a lot to be unpacked with that. Yeah. And again, uh, my favorite thing about it is it builds trust in, through the congruency of it, right? It's the worst thing. It, it, I think the, the, the most cringy thing we see in marketing, uh, whether we're rooting for someone or against them, is when you click and you go somewhere and you're like, you have no idea if you're in the right place or if this is the same thing yeah. you just agreed to or, you know, it's the worst thing that can happen. And uh, it, this is the opposite of that, it, you know, make sure people know like, okay, I, I was interested enough. Now they're telling me more. And like you said, we're furthering the relationship. It's perfect. Yeah. And that, and that could be done, not just with the words I'm thinking now it could be done with the imagery. So let's say you send an email about this time with the polar bear. We're going to go with that analogy still for no reason at all. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so and on the next page, if you, if you didn't want to say about the polar bear, it could be a photo of you with the polar bear. That sort of brings that through as well. So it doesn't have to be just the words. It can be the stuff that supports yeah, the words. Yeah. Oh, my brain, my brain's going all over the place. It's awesome. Uh, we could go on about it, but let's get into this week's subject line of the week, subject line. Line of the week. Okay, Kevin, subject line that's been working particularly well for you. I recently used one I, that was a big hit, and it was the night I quit comedy. The it, night you quit comedy. Okay. That was the subject line, the night I quit comedy. And uh, it was also very successful on Facebook. Uh, and so I just used it the exact same way. I just put it in all caps at the top of the Facebook post. And... Mm. What was cool about it, I think it, it was hard to look away. The curiosity was really high. Whether or not somebody knew I used to be a comedian, which most people do, it was interesting. Like, what would make you in one night decide to quit comedy? What the heck happened? <laughs> and, it, you know, and so I had a lot of fun with the story and I later layered lots of lessons in there um about basically like knowing when it's over and, and choosing a new direction and having sort of the faith and the courage to do that. That was sort of the big, the big meaning of, of it all. But yeah, the night I quit comedy. So if you can like, you, you guys know this, I'm sure teach this all the time. It's like start the story in the middle of the action sometimes is the most intriguing place to do it. And that's what that did. And yeah. also, it also does that whole thing of anybody who didn't know you used to be in comedy 
in those five words, suddenly they know you used to be in comedy and it's still interesting. It's even more interesting. That's what's really smart about that. I love it. That's this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. Absolutely love this episode. And I know off the back of it, we're going to have some killer copywriters and some amazing stand-up comedians as well. It just depends what direction people choose to take as they listen to this. I think the quality of polar bear hunting is going to be shit. (laughs) Especially in Norway. I mean, they're going to be trying looking for a while, aren't they? Um, So, Kevin, tell us. People want to find out more about you and everything you guys are doing. Tell us, where do we go? How do we find you? Yeah, simple. Copychief.com. And you can get a free download of the 60-second sales hook there. Find my podcast and everything else we got going. Absolutely amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to you for listening to the whole show. Make sure if you're brand new to the show, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. Massive thanks, Kevin Rogers, everybody. 